not a real libertarian podcast, the goofiest podcast on the internet. Um, I am the bootleg libertarian tonight. We have a very special, the specialist of special guests. Um, he wrote in from the internet land on a short bus. So that's how special he is. Uh, Mr. Eric Parker, he is running for city council in Jacksonville. And he will tell you more about that later. But. That is right. <clears throat> you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and <clears throat> Spotify. What you should do now that you know where to find us is go like, subscribe, share, tweet, tweeters, smoke signal, all of the things, do all of those things, and then do it again. You know who will always tell you to do the thing is Tom Tweeter. Tom52.com is T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. There's no quit in Queter, but you know what it is in Queter is a wheelchair. Or Queter's in a wheelchair because his feet are upside down. They always point to the sky, so it always rains on his parade. Tom's a great guy. We go at each other. Um, It's all in good fun. And, yeah, you know who else sponsors this show? somehow is the Tennessee Radical Caucus. It's the most radical of caucuses. If you want to know more, go to lpradicalcaucus.org to get radical, bro. If you want to be radical in caucus, go to the Tennessee Radical Caucus. Also, if you weren't here a few minutes ago for the Jack Casey pregame party, You missed out on pretty much nothing because it's Jack Casey and we all know who he is. But what you should do is go buy Crowned by Gold by Jack Casey. Third and final book in that series. There's three books, one, two, and three. I'm not going to say their names because I can't remember. It's like something green, something gold and silver, something. I've been told by someone who is paying me to tell you this, that they are actually really good books, but he is just a piece of shit person. So I can't legally or contractually make fun of his books. Also, I'm going to bring my good friend, William Darty on the stage, and we've got some big news we want to share. Uh, Willie Will Will. What is up? I have no idea what the big news is, so I, I hope that it you let us know. I think you know, Will. I do not know. We didn't actually talk about it, but it is this. 
the grand premiere, the launches of launches, the Not A Real Podcast website, notarealpodcast.com. Go to the website. It's right there, notarealpodcast.com. You can learn a little bit about the show, how we got started. You can watch some footage here, and you can hit the team with sure. And you can go to shop and buy some sweet, sweet, dirty merch. And uh, one of my favorites, and it's my favorite because I designed it, but it's, <laughs> it will also become an occult classic once I show it to you. Oh, hell yeah. You can get Not A Real Libertarian Podcast merch, Not A Real Veterans Podcast merch, and if I can get down here and it'll load sometime this year, the premiere of the $20 is twenty dollars t-shirt <laughs> that's so good today that's what's up i'm gonna buy that right now actually i need yeah, that shirt it's, it's pretty dope you can get them in women's men's unisex no sex sometimes sex uh whatever sex you want t-shirt <clears throat> um it's delivered to you at whatever uh frequency you want um so here's the important thing let me double check my ads here oh i almost forgot the new one. Oh no i lied we got the alaskan raven uh go find the alaskan raven on facebook for all your meme needs or as miss connie on clubhouse affectionately calls them memes <laughs> gotta love connie the libertarian mother of the movement. We've got a new sponsor for the show, but it gets plugged every week, so I don't know if it's new. But the LP Veterans Caucus, the only cox for vets. I like that. That's, how That's really, right. Is that, how, is that how we should say that for now? Yeah, I think that we'll stick to that for a while. I like that. <laughs> the only cox for vets. The cox for vets. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, amazing human beings, uh, we got this guy, the Greasy Porcupine, uh, mobile auto repair service. Uh, the way it works is you go to greasyporcupine.org or call that number and you can get involved. The way the service works is um, you pay what you think it's worth. You pay for the parts and then however much you think the service is worth. If you think it's worth five bucks, you can pay him five bucks. If you think it's worth a hundred million dollars, you can pay him a hundred million dollars. Uh, there have been people that have gone back later who couldn't pay much upfront, but we're able to go back and make donations later, or people who just want to donate. So go to greasyporcupines.org and make a donation to help this amazing human being continue what he's doing. If you are a mechanic and you want to get involved, call this number or go to the website and get involved. So I think we're done with the five billion ad reads that we do, and only like <laughs> seriously, they were good though, man. That video, that that greasy lip porcupine video, man. I need to make something like that. That's good shit though. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do that for the veteran caucus next. Yeah, that's Alex, right? Um, yes, that's Alex uh, Flores. Hell yeah. Uh, we we sponsor him for free. Uh, <clears throat> the way I do things, or we try to do things sometimes, is if what you're doing is truly worthwhile and you don't have the money, we want to sponsor you. Um, 
we, we want to get out good ideas, right? We're not here to make a fortune. Um, Clearly. To, yeah. <laughs> we ain't going to make a fortune with this face. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Uh, that cat. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where the money's made right here. Only on the I'll after hours, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right, so enough, enough uh, joking around. We've got a very serious gentleman. Um, he's the most serious of people. He's an amazing human being, and he's running for public office, and he's trying drastically to catch up to me after the pregame show, Mr. Eric Parker. I'm doing my best, fellas, doing my best. <laughs> Welcome, bro. With the Bud Light or is that Miller? It's Mick Ultra, but uh, starting with something light, I got some local craft beers over there. I'll get some in a minute. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, pace yourself. It's a journey. It's a, mar- it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. No, it's always a sprint. And we don't forget the most important <laughs> sponsor of the show, Diet 7 Up, Zero Sugar. 7 Up. I- I'm a Coke Zero fan myself. Trying to watch my figure. <laughs> you know, Uh-oh. just to just to make you feel bad, they released Coke Zero because Diet Coke had negative connotations to men. They felt like it was too feminine. That's why they like mm-hmm. you know do it at NFL games and stuff like that. So you fell for it, Eric. Just so you know, I definitely fell for it. <laughs> so welcome, man. So uh, let's see the T-shirt. Can you kind of can kind of stand up a little bit? Let's get the whole merch. Damn. That's freaking dope, actually, uh, man. Right there. Can you see that right there? Yeah, that's yeah. dope. So uh, if so, anybody wants to purchase one, uh, if you go to my donor box, and it, I mean, uh, the link would be donorbox.org slash Eric Parker for Jacksonville City Council with hyphens in between each word. Pretty sure if you just Google donor box and then Eric Parker for Jacksonville City Council, it should pop up. I like donor box because uh, – Yep, you can go to the donate tab up there on my website, and that should take you to my donor box as well. Um, I like donor box because it takes all the uh, information that's needed for you know the all the legal stuff, all the stuff that could uh, potentially get me in trouble if I didn't do it right. But like your address, your occupation, if that's required. Florida laws. Uh, I guess if you donate over a hundred dollars it's either 50 or 100 you got to have their occupation and or employer on there i think it's a little crazy but it is what it is so i'm trying to do everything for real on the up and up so but if you want to support that's a great way to do it so this you go to ericparkerforjacks.com hit the donate button and then hit the subscribe button so what they should do is take their entire bank account and dump it into your campaign fund and then their subscribe button, hit that. Uh, and please don't do your – please don't do more than $1,000. Not that I'm expecting that, but I'll definitely get in trouble for that. I'd have to return your money or donate it to charity. I'm pretty sure I can't do anything with more than 1000 so I'd get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, like, it's weird. Um, I, the only way that I'm going to get to this – so my opponent, let's just say he's well-connected. He's got a lot of money. The guy that is current sitting council member in my district, he raised over $200,000. But Damn. he's a Republican. In this district, he won by like 70%. But I think that uh, that if I get the independents and the no-party-affiliated people in my district, 
if I get in front of them and we can have a conversation, I think uh, we could change things here for real. Exactly, man. It's got to be grassroots. You just got to be the the average guy who's there and he's got real solutions. You're not bought. The fact that you haven't raised $200,000 is a good reason a lot of people will probably vote for you. I mean, that's important. Absolutely. You know, you're a real guy. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know things like this, these podcasts, man, you know, that to, maybe it's just because I'm a libertarian, so I've been following you guys. Um, this is really spreading the message and making a difference. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it's a big deal that we're able to do stuff like this. You know what I mean? It really is the easiest way to get the message out, the Liberty message, the Liberty movement. You know what I mean? And I think it's alive and well, I think, uh, 2020, so many people got fed up with politics as usual and the two party system, the duopoly that, uh, they're willing to listen to what we have to say now. 100% 100% man it's uh the movement is growing really fast and you're right we were talking about it on clubhouse earlier but it's like there's 300 libertarian podcasts now but it's not enough you know we need to have so many that we're basically replacing the mainstream media that's what we want we yeah. want to have the message out more than our enemies are getting their narrative out and they've got a lot more money than we do so the more we can do these kind of grassroots podcasts shows you know things like that clubhouse rooms the more we're going to fight them and be able to replace that uh that bullshit really so I agree, man. It's awesome. So uh, what is Clubhouse? I mean, I, I think it's uh, – if you guys can explain that to me real quick. I have the app on my phone. And I got – isn't it like you got to be invited to it in order to get on there or something like that? I don't know. So it used to be. Um, and then they changed it and they made it public. So now anyone can access it. Um, so what it is is it's a voice-only communication. They, well, it used to be voice-only, and then they changed it, and they, now you got the back channel. But it, it's it's a it's a social media app that works off of you vocally communicating with people. You hop into these rooms, or you join a clubhouse. A clubhouse is a big umbrella term that has different rooms operating in it, and then the rooms, you know, will have topics or whatever. Um, for anyone after the show uh, who wants to, Eric will has agreed. Um, uh, not not willing so um we've we've coerced him with violence <laughs> and, uh, uh but he will be on a clubhouse room after the show um but yeah so it's, it's awesome uh we, we we lovingly call it crack house uh because once you <laughs> enter you never leave and at least not the same you uh leave with an addiction that cripples your life so <laughs> <laughs> it is addictive but it's awesome yeah you get to hear a lot of different topics there's a lot of libertarian clubs a lot of libertarian rooms I've met a ton of libertarians, met just today a really cool guy who's an anarcho-capitalist, and he had a PhD in physics from Rice, so you just, you never know, you know, it really, it's connecting people who are in this movement, it's like we know we're out there, but it really gets everybody in one room to have these conversations, and uh, it's it's cool, it's a lot different than, than, you know, Facebook and stuff where you're arguing over comments, because since you can hear people, it tends to make you empathize a lot more, kind of respect people, but then again, you can still have some fights every once in a while which I'm guilty of myself, but yeah, it's great. It's a good place to campaign. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So, oh, yeah. Eric, would you be able to tell us? A, so I know you talked about your opponent a little bit. Um, he's raising buku bucks. He's a Republican. So he's uh, <clears throat> more likely to, to pass gun laws than the Democrats. Um, so what, uh, what, what about the city? Like, so what enticed you to run for that, that city council seat? So uh, what really got me motivated is uh, I used to work for a local craft brewery here in Jacksonville, 
And because of 2020 and the lockdowns, government regulations nearly put them out of business. Uh, I, I was just working there part-time. That was a part-time job, but I was very passionate about it and uh, spent at least 20 hours a week there. And I saw what, maybe not necessarily at first, the local stuff. It was more the state stuff. And I mean, I know a lot of people, Ron DeSantis gets a lot of credit by especially right-leaning conservatives and some libertarians. But uh, his state still, his, uh, I guess, Florida Department of Agriculture, they still put lockdowns on small businesses. Now, we opened up sooner than everyone else did. Um, but I saw directly what these uh, government ideas almost did to the business that I was pretty passionate about and the people. And it was a small family-owned business. They almost they almost closed their doors because of wow. it. So that happened in, uh, man, 2020, I guess, maybe. Yeah, 2020. Um, and I remember it was coming up that locally at city council they were going to they did end up passing a bill, and I went to speak up against it, but it was called 2020-0759, which would have essentially, and that will, and that still can because it's on the books, um, in the name of safety and COVID, they would fine any small business in Jacksonville that didn't get the proper permit. So, like, you know, Jaguars games, they get waived, but they're well-connected. You know, lobbyists and stuff have ruled them out, if you will. Either way, uh, any small business – that had 50 or more people with uh, 50 or more people that weren't wearing masks or social distancing, they could find them up to $500. So I wow. saw that happen at the local level and I went to speak up against that. And the same day that I was speaking up against that, uh, they were also speaking on the lot J thing. And I mean, I don't know if y'all follow the NFL, but Shad Khan is our owner and he's a billionaire. He's on the Forbes 400 list, but they wanted to give him like a, over a hundred million dollars of taxpayer funding to essentially build a entertainment district downtown Jacksonville. And uh, that did not pass, but I was sitting in there because I went to go speak on the other bill. And I knew this was in the news. I didn't know that they were voting on it that night. So like I already had a prepared speech for the thing like hurting small businesses, but sitting there, I wrote something down real quick and went up and spoke against it. And that didn't pass, but when I was sitting there, I could hear sitting councilmen and lobbyists and or the media talking back and forth. And they were like, and this is stuff we all kind of know. Justin Amash has talked on this, how it's like a professional wrestling. It's, you know, it's theater. They already have the numbers. They know what bill's going to pass before they vote sure. on it. And uh, this councilman, he was a Republican. He said, oh, man, I think we got it in the bag. You know what I mean? I think it's going to pass, and it didn't. And there was, like, a shock that it didn't. It didn't pass by one vote. So I don't know who flipped, but uh, it definitely opened my eyes to the problems and the fact that it was happening at our local level. And from that point forward, I'm, I didn't know that I was going to run for city council yet. Um, I can't even remember if I was a registered libertarian at the time. I've always been a – I was a Republican before, boo. I know that stinks. But I was a Ron Paul Republican, you know what I mean? Or, and then – Rand Paul, but you know he kind of he's big government now. He's not really libertarian as his father. He's pretty damn good. I mean, I wouldn't. I think he's not as good as his father by any means. He's not as pure, but he's still he's still the best damn senator we got. Yeah, definitely is. And I mean, like that's what I'm not going to hate on Rand. He's I think he's doing the best he can with the tools he has. You know what I mean? The the cards he's being dealt. But um, 
So, shoot, forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So I started going to every single city council meeting at that point. And all I would do at that point was go on the marked agenda and I would look up, uh, look for the dollar signs, the zeros and the commas. And then I'd say, I'm going to go speak out against this, regardless of what it was. But every other week, they were giving over a million dollars to some business, to some corporation, to one of their buddies. A lobbyist probably helped get this money. And they'll call it, oh, this is a rev grant. You know, they're getting tax breaks, you know, like kind of because they knew I was libertarian from the moment I spoke. Um, and I was like, look, I'm all for tax cuts, but let's make it for everyone. You know, yeah. don't pick and choose winners and Not losers. special favors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's happening. And they're like, literally, I was standing in line and like a lady was like, hey, look, are you running for office? And this is before I decided. I just said, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she said, oh, I'm a lobbyist. Like, they're not ashamed of it. You know what I mean? They're there collecting a paycheck, just trying to take money from us and give it to their buddies or well-connected cronies, if you will. Yeah. So, Eric, yeah. um, you, you, you may, I think you already, I think I already know your answer. Um, but I can be wrong. I've been plenty wrong plenty of times. Uh, where do you think the vast majority of corruption is in government? Do you think it's at the federal level, at the state level, or at the local level? So I think the corruption that affects us the most, believe it or not, I think is at the local level because it's right next door. But the good thing is um, you can you can go and have a conversation with those people. You can go speak with them. Now, the worst corruption i guess uh would be i i don't know i think the federal level is they're doing stuff that nothing that i feel we do right now is really going to be able to change anything but i think we can send a message at the local level so I, mean, as a, I think it's bad all over the place but i think we can make a difference locally i really do believe that absolutely do you think uh do you do you think local elect or local politics gets overshadowed by the federal politics a lot? Yeah. Like like so like the corruption at the local level never gets covered, but everything that the president and Congress does gets blasted in our face twenty four seven. I I totally agree with that. Like things at the local level, if it is, it won't even be unless one of us goes speak up against it. Like they're not going to put me on the news saying this is corrupt that they're doing this. And they won't even have it on the news news until usually it's already been voted on and it's passed. And then they'll tell us, oh, yeah, it happened while I was going and speaking up against stuff. And I spoke up against this. They raised our gas tax by six, six cents a gallon. And 40% of that went to a uh, new, there's a Skyway in Jacksonville, but it's been a dumpster fire since they ever put it in, like a little tram. No one ever uses it. It literally goes like one block. So 40% of this gas tax, like, you know, nearly hundreds of millions of dollars is going to go to some project that uh, the people in downtown Jacksonville might get to use it. But I'm way out in District 2. I mean, I could pull a map up. We don't have to right now. But I'm way out of the way. The tram isn't coming up my way. But when I got to drive 30 minutes to work. So the gas tax, I think people like me that live away from downtown are going to end up paying a larger portion and getting no benefit out of it. So. Hmm. That kind of stuff happens in every municipality, everywhere locally. Like this corruption is happening, and it's it's not right in front of your face because these deals are already done behind closed doors. But you can at least you can go sit at the council meeting 
And uh, you'll notice they put all these uh, controversial bills at the end of the meeting, hoping because and they'll drag the meeting out for four hours, hoping people leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll pass it. It's it's pretty. It's crazy to see because I mean I've always kind of been into politics, you know, like following Ron Paul, the Ron Paul Revolution, Rand Paul. Um, I've always been paying attention to what's been going on federally, but that's because that's all that they show you for the most part. And that, to me, that's just theater, Fox News, CNN. None of that's real. And there's you and I, most libertarians are starting to learn. A lot of other people that aren't libertarians, I really do think are starting to learn there's no real difference between the two major parties. So. Damn right. There's not one at all. It's good cop, bad cop. They're just uh... – they're just, right. it's, it's professional wrestling. I think that's the best. The way Justin Amash puts it, that's the best illustration that there possibly is because it's just a joke. As long as they can keep you divided like a game, you're not actually watching what's going on. You don't actually pay attention to the lobbyists and the actual laws getting passed and the fact that they're stealing 30% of our damn paychecks. Exactly. Yeah. Man, it's funny because uh, Oklahoma City, where I live, is actually very similar to Jacksonville, and I've just read this before because they're both very, very spread out cities, fit like yeah. geographically. And so we have the same problem. We had streetcars passed by our city council and same exact shit. No one's ever riding on them. They're only in the middle of town. It's where like hardly anybody lives and it just, you know, goes around empty all the freaking time. It takes all of our tax yeah. dollars, but it's a big spread out city where everyone just drives around. It, it just makes no sense. It's like these idiots think, oh, well, you know, other big cities have streetcars and skyways. So we need one too. It's not like they're actually doing what's best for the people, but yeah, uh, and no that's, one- that's politics. Yeah, no one's no one's getting on it. Um, uh, one thing like downtown, uh, a lot of people are like, how can we revitalize downtown? It's like, well, and you know, there there's one church, and I don't know this, I haven't fact checked this, but I've heard that is located downtown Jacksonville, and they bought up all the liquor licenses downtown, so no restaurants or bars can really open up in downtown Jacksonville. And people are like, how do we revitalize downtown? And my answer is, give people a reason to go there. Like exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like drop, drop taxes so that they actually have a reason to build. But I mean, I think the, the truth of it is government can't force an area to be good. You know what I mean? If you're taking tax dollars and you're trying to build an area up, you're putting this stuff there to make it nice. If you build it, they will come. That doesn't really apply. The economy has to be there. The people have to be there in Oklahoma city. We just had like a big $10 million, soccer stadium pass for our freaking minor league soccer team now i live right next to the current stadium they use a junior high stadium and it's never at a third capacity never never half capacity by even at the championship it's a dream but they spent 10 million dollars for this giant huge stadium as if somehow that's going to make our soccer team good yeah exactly yeah it's wild and that's the same thing i mean you know i'm a jaguars fan i had season tickets for five years but i don't want to see taxpayer dollars pay for some stuff like here's an idea get a good football team sell tickets and have the fans that purchase tickets you sold out that stadium you'd have enough revenue to build a bigger one but exactly to me it's 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 legalized money laundering really it really is that's exactly what it is so i mean uh, i'll tell you this since it's the start of football season i'll bring this up i'm a cowboys fan uh, yeah, the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys are the number one uh, grossing sports team in the world. But yeah. for some for some reason, uh, Texas the the good people of uh, Alexandria Texas had to pay 
for that stadium. Jerry Jones could have easily financed that thing. The team is worth like five billion dollars now. Yeah, he could have built six stadiums. They didn't need taxpayer funds. But the problem is, is that he's well connected. And I, look, I hate Jerry Jones. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting. Like I've never wanted somebody to die. Please die in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, <that's>... oh. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not gonna wish death on anyone. I'm running for public office, but um, I'm I'm not a Dallas fan either. You know, I mean, it's fun to pick on them. So I mean, like the Dallas, I feel like they're the uh, more profitable version of the Jaguars. Almost like they can't get out of their own way sometimes. But I don't know. That's not to talk too much crap. I hate to compare you. <laughs> oh, God. He's too Jerry much of a coach. He needs to stop man. trying to be a manager from the owner's seat. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Just own it and then stay out of it. Let the managers do their damn jobs. But Exactly. Yeah. He needs to fire his general manager, which is him. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't even think Jacksonville uh, struggles like – there's no NFL team that struggles financially. Um, even the fucking Browns yeah. make money every year. Uh, and they all make money. Like, we can, we can say 2020 and 2021 were the weirdest years on record, but the Browns still suck, so it's not that weird. Um, <laughs> I thought, yeah. Wait, the Browns made the playoffs, didn't they? They just – I don't I can't remember. Did I uh, – because I was working at the brewery uh, last year and really the year before. Like, I had season tickets up until I got that job at the brewery. And we spent a lot of money going to the Jacksons. I'm going to say our season tickets were at least $3,000 for two of them every year. And then we also paid for parking and then, you know, food and booze and all of that. It was a lot of money. And we had one – I did get to go to – we had that one good season in 2017 when the Jags won the AFC South. So all that money spent. And uh, really for nothing, in my opinion. I, I, my, I made made that up in two years. All the money I spent in five, I made that up when I got a part-time job. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. It is what it is. But there, there is a report, uh, if, you, if you want to look it up, it's called like uh, sports pork or something like that. Talking about the pork bills that are spent on uh, sports stadiums. And I think there's only one stadium – and this might have been the old one. I think it was the old Patriots stadium that wasn't funded with any tax dollars. I can't remember. And I hate the Patriots. So I hate to give them any credit. But um, that study also said, like, if you didn't have a sports stadium, I was like, oh, people won't have anything fun to do. No, they would just spend their leisure money on something else. True. So find something else to do. We got the beach. Right. I'm, I'm 20 minutes from the beach, and I got, the, I got kayaks. I can go to the river. I can go do anything. I love craft breweries, like, I would just spend that money somewhere else. It's not like we won't have anything fun. Hey, guess what? I might spend it in the other areas of Jacksonville that need more help, not just in one football stadium. I might spread it out a little bit. So seems I mean, like, like they've Jack- almost seems like they've almost set a precedent though, because you know it's like I think they're worried because teams change cities now. So it's like if this yeah. city doesn't bribe them with enough incentives and enough money to stay here, they're going to just go to some other city that's going to bribe them with more <clears throat> tax dollars to stay somewhere. It's Bullshit. So, you should just tell them, tell them to leave. That's just a so, scare uh, tactic to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's the way I see it. It's like, well, they use that as a threat to get more money. Sure. And I, it's so, a rip off. So, so the, the sports port uh, 
thing you were talking about, the article. Um, yeah. The Suzukato Institute, I found it. Yep. So, uh, the Raven Stadium, uh, I'm looking at this right now. So, it was refurbished or opened in 1998. I don't know why that's the last year. Uh, yeah, that's the old. It's the old report, but it's still pretty accurate. So the total cost in millions was two hundred and twenty million dollars. That's crazy. Taxpayer funds two hundred million dollars. So Gosh, holy crap! And that was in nineteen ninety eight dollars. Yeah. Yes, what if they did that so, for every other business? What if I wanted to start an auto repair shop and I was like, hey. Taxpayers, just pay me pay eighty percent of my costs, please. The thing is, they do do that, but only with the well connected businesses. Like that yeah. type of stuff is happening everywhere. I mean, it's crazy. Like we're just, I'm just highlighting it here in Jacksonville, but uh, that's happening everywhere. Like I, I reference that whenever, and I misspoke when I spoke up against it, but I like literally, uh, the Jaguars only got a few good historical football players. And I had to follow Tony Baselli at that city council meeting. He's all up there. Obviously, he's a spokesman for the Jaguars now. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm all for it. And then I had to follow him. And I was like, man, he kind of uh, – I can't – yeah. And then after me, one of the spokesmen, actual, like the radio broadcast guys, J.P. Shadrick, you tell I kind of took the wind out of his sails. He just went and was like, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's good I didn't walk away. So, it is what it is. I mean, so- that's what <clears> – <throat> really pissed me off of seeing those numbers yeah so can i can i ask you another question here and it, it leads yeah. off of that somebody put the comment too so the celtic viking which is a phenomenal uh name i'm waiting for no vaccine and no voting to happen so what is uh now i'm certain i know your answer on this uh but what is your your masking and vaccine policy for Jacksonville? What do you what do you think should happen uh, as far as like mandates, like the government requiring people to get something or do something to themselves? Um. So, and I've shared some posts on my page about this, but my problem is a lot of people want to say, uh, well, they're they're it's private business; they should be able to mandate whether or not someone is vaccinated or masked. And my response is how many of those, for example, healthcare facilities didn't take any taxpayer funded subsidies, especially during 2020. That's a good argument. Probably, probably all taken taxpayer funded subsidies. So are they really a private entity? Um, that, and that's my whole thing. Like I feel if, if you're a business owner, you should be able to kick anyone off your property that you don't want there. Sure. As your right is private property rights, um, even if you're leasing your property. But if you're a government, you shouldn't be able to tell anyone uh, whether or not they can be, they must be vaccinated or wear masks. Now, um, if you, here's an idea. If you know you don't feel good, don't go out, don't be around people, give people six feet of distance and wear a mask. Um, if you're in a crowded place and you want to wear a mask, wear one, but no one should be mandating that you do it. Um, now, I think that's one thing as us as libertarians, we, we do need to uh, just don't be a-holes about it. That's, that's my whole thing, but the government shouldn't be mandating it. A private business, if you took a taxpayer-funded subsidy, if you got a rev grant from 
Duval County and you, and you only, and I'm kind of calling out Amazon here. They got like 13 warehouses around Jacksonville. And every time they get 75% tax cut on their property taxes. Well, guess what? That's us as the taxpayers. We just invested. That's that public private partnership that so many people in the government want to talk about. You know what I mean? But I don't remember, uh, signing up on that agreement. And I'm also, I'm not getting any revenue. I'm not getting any uh, dividends from our public private partnership and the investment I've apparently made into Amazon. So, yeah, damn right. How much, how much help does Amazon really need though? They're one of the, the top grossing companies. They don't need any help. They don't need help at all. It's not about help. It's a bribe to convince them to come to Jacksonville as opposed to, you know, Savannah. That's really all it is. Like Savannah, Georgia's uh, an hour or two away from me. Uh, they got an awesome port. Brunswick has a huge port. So Jacksonville's got a smaller, and they got a port, but it's not that big. So they essentially bribe Amazon to come here over there, and then they build a hub here. So Yeah, we do um, the same shit in Oklahoma. We paid millions of dollars to this car company called Canoe that's going to build electric cars. Haven't made a single car yeah. yet. We just believe them. We just think, yeah, they'll, they'll do it. So we've, we paid millions of dollars. We also subsidize the film industry for people to come make movies in Oklahoma. We pay them millions yeah. of dollars to come make movies. Then the news posts articles about how the you know movie industry is thriving and booming in Oklahoma. I know it's because we're fucking bribing them. Exactly. So, um, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, do you think? What well, do you think would be better for Jacksonville? Uh, paying out money to Amazon, or not charging property tax? Do you think Amazon mm. would be more enticed to come to uh, Jacksonville if there's no like nobody in Jacksonville? pay the property tax or if they're paying money to Amazon. Because I, I would feel like a lot of businesses would show up to Jacksonville. So if we quit playing uh, choose, or choosing winners and losers and giving a tax break to certain individuals, I think we could all get a tax break. If we quit wasting money on uh, a new practice facility for the Jaguars, $100 million. Like, here's my idea. Shad Khan is a billionaire. Like, hey, if if you cut my property taxes by seventy five percent, I'll probably do a lot better. Also, you know what I mean? Like, we all would if you cut our property taxes, we would be able to invest that money back into our community. So that's right. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah, uh, I think I think like so so libertarians, right? So I'll uh, I'll, I'll talk on this. Libertarians, we say taxation is theft. Um, it yeah. turns a lot of people off. It's 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 like when you've heard the one or two libertarians talk about reducing the age of consent, which is stupid. It's a stupid argument that no, like outside of those one or two people, nobody believes that. Um, but if you think about it, property tax, is the epitome of theft, right? Like uh, most people would say they would agree that property tax, like you own property, just the fact that you own it like you owe the government money uh that's that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow and even in even in some of the most blue counties uh i've I've talked to people and they don't necessarily understand why you pay money to own land because a lot of those counties already are paying a school tax they're paying a road tax they're paying a fuel tax for those roads so they're paying for roads twice They're, they're paying sales tax they're paying 
all of these taxes that they don't understand. And they're like, why am I paying property tax? Um, the scary part is you don't ever actually own your home or your property because if you stop paying yeah. those taxes, they'll come seize it from you. And a lot of states don't require to uh, aren't required to tell you that you're behind on your taxes. They'll just say, "Hey, yeah, no, guess what? Uh, you've not paid in a year. We're just taking your house. Sorry, figure it out." You can kind of like how the kind of like how the IRS knows exactly how much you owe, but they make you figure it out every time. And if you get it wrong, <laughs> they fine you for it. Exactly. Fucking assholes. They know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're really my biggest gripe. I mean, taxation is theft. What's crazy is taxes. Uh, I can't remember the term. They they kind of uh, the opposite of incentivize. Uh, shoot, brain fart. But they kind of uh, intentionally hurt an industry. For example, like an alcohol yeah. tax or sin tax is meant to. Uh, make up people less likely to drink alcohol. And we all know that's not going to work. People will make their own if it's over-regulated. You know right. what I mean? But with property tax, is their goal to incentivize people to not own property? You know what I mean? Is that what they're trying to do is like encourage people to not own property? And I don't know. I don't know. My, fix to that would be to and us libertarians know this but you know like decrease the size of government and if you're gonna pay a property tax the moment your property is paid off you should no longer have to pay property tax on it that's the way i feel um and a lot of people are like oh well you keep paying because the equity of the property goes up and like yeah but i'm gonna pay sales tax when i sell the pro well, maybe not if you've homesteaded it but if you haven't homesteaded it i'm gonna pay property tax sales tax when i sell the property so now you're paying property tax the entire time you keep it then if it's not your homestead so it's separate property or whatever a farm or whatever you're going to pay sales tax when you sell it um you're going to pay fees when you go get your license or whenever you get your tag or whenever you fill up your tank of gas like you've already said you know what I mean? like i don't smoke cigarettes but i drink beer i've probably paid enough Sin tax and the beer sales over my life to fund a football stadium. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, it, it's just it, it's a it's a scam. You pay a death tax when you die. You pay an inheritance tax whenever you are successful and you leave money to your family the next generation. Then there's a you know they I guess they pay that inheritance tax. It's it's ridiculous. They're uh, they're getting it from both ends. I guess. What sucks yeah. is it affects people that are in poverty even more because, like, let's say you can afford a $500,000 house. Well, that property taxes aren't going to matter to you. Maybe you'll just buy a $400,000 house instead. But if you're trying to get your first mortgage on an $80,000, $100,000 house, you're barely scraping by to make that payment each month. The property tax is going to screw you. That's a big difference. You know, that could be the difference between you losing that home or keeping it. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's what I've said. So many people are like, our oh, libertarians, they don't care about really, they don't want to help out the poor. And I was like, well, you know, if we gave people back 23 to 40% of their income, that'd probably help out the poor. You know Damn I mean? right. Yeah. Or stop making them uh, pay taxes on their freaking groceries or their gas exactly. that they filled up to get to work or their paycheck uh, in general. I mean, yeah. So occupational licensing and all that. Like, yes. You know I mean? Exactly. So you want, you, oh, man. It, uh, the, Ryan Swanson, and I know he was supposed to be a caricature libertarian, but he was spot on. He was like, you know, like, I think 
all you should have to do to have a business, whatever happened to like, I have an apple for sale. Would you like to buy it? And someone's saying, Oh, I want that apple. Let me buy it. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there should not be a licensing fee. If you want to open up a small craft brewery or whatever, a grocery store, I'm sure they got a fee. They got to pay too. So, so, as, so as a, so I actually own a gun business, uh, where I live mm-hmm. at, um, I, I do a lot of, uh, transfers for people. I specialize in, uh, discreet, uh, firearms transactions that's uh, I, I i will bring in a, like a large legally really yeah legally uh, <laughs> large quantities, yeah. yeah uh the system isn't what i want it but i gotta play by the rules if i don't want exactly uh, if i don't want my dog shot drill um, the third hole just kidding yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a manufacturer so i can uh pay the 500 dollar uh love you fee to the atf and uh, drill the third hole all i want uh huh. But there is so much paperwork that goes into running a business. There's sales tax paperwork. There's there's federal taxes you pay. There's uh there's there's the ATF paperwork. There's the state paperwork. There's all these things that you have to pay, and all this paperwork you have to do. You have to pay someone almost full time to run a business. And I've run out of my house. I couldn't imagine yeah. some of these guys who run large scale gun stores. Um. If you if you operate a, a gun range, you have to have permission from the EPA. They do inspections on gun ranges from the AP, Good EPA. Gosh, yeah, because yeah, black because gunpowder is so toxic to the environment, right? Lead, the lead bullets. That's still, what it is. come on, man, come on. Even if it's indoor, you still have to have permission it's from bullshit. the EPA. Mm-hmm. And this crazy. is a good this is a good circle back around to talking about campaign funding too, because it's like. It's kind of like how all those regulations in place to protect, you know, it's supposed to make it so that, you know, big name Republicans and Democrats can't get huge donations from companies. But really, it screws guys like you, small guys running for office. You're still having to do all the same paperwork, jump through yeah. all the same hoops they are. You're not going to get $200,000. I mean, no, we, we want you to. We might help make that happen. But the thing is, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Exactly. Damn right. Drink to that. But it's it's like you're jumping through all those same hoops and you're playing a completely different game. You're going through a bunch of hurdles on your own. Why should you have to do all that same shit? They've got they can hire somebody to do that stuff like that. You know, it's, uh, it's those good, good intentions behind regulations. They don't ever work like that. That's the thing is uh, this is a big deal. Oh, shout out. So real quick, uh, Jacksonville actually has two other libertarians running. For Jacksonville City Council. So this really is a big deal. Uh, so shout out to Ronald Tracy Robinson. He's running in District 8 uh, if you're in Jacksonville area. It is uh, the Dunn Avenue side of town. It, I'm east of 95. He's west of 95. But we're pretty close to each other. We're both north side boys. Um, and uh, Jerry Tubb Rovari goes for uh, Tubb for Jax. Uh, you can find both those guys on Facebook as well. But um, it's a big deal that Jacksonville, the Libertarian Party in Jacksonville and the Libertarian Party of Florida are running some candidates, and we're, we're taking it serious. But we don't have the political action committees that uh, the two major parties have. We don't have the huge donors or campaign funding. Um, the only money I've collected so far is from family and friends and people that have bought my awesome T-shirts that are $20. <laughs> go on donor box and uh donate at least 20 bucks and i'll know that you want a t-shirt 
I'll get in contact with you. Should ask for email address, and I'll get your size and everything, and I'll send you one. But um, you're exactly right that the Libertarian Party has been around for fifty years ish, right? I don't. I'm not at least fifty years. Fifty years anyway, as of in December. Yeah. So it's crazy to see how far behind uh, the other two major parties were with like the amount of organization we have when it comes to campaigns. So uh, I think this is a big deal. We're all learning it as we go. And I said this at my speech at the LPF convention, Libertarian Party of Florida. I said it, it felt super antithetical to file paperwork with the IRS to run a campaign as Libertarian. You know what I mean? Like, and that stuff stresses me out. And I got to keep copies of all the receipts and all the, uh, I have a treasurer and luckily he's, uh, he knows what he's doing. I don't, but I can verify that what he's doing is right to keep my butt out of jail. But the two major parties have people that have been doing this forever. You know, it, exactly. it's just, it's crazy. And they, they made the damn rules to keep you out, to keep yeah. us out exactly. of it, you know? Exactly. So they, uh, they know I got to get so many signatures and I don't know the exact number. I think it's in between 600 and 900 signatures to get on the ballot. Uh, Jacksonville is a unitary election. So uh, that that means that you can vote outside of your party lines in the primary, and then the top two candidates make it to the general election. And I think that's going to benefit me because uh, unless the Republicans run two candidates, I think that also might help me because if they split it too much and I get the independents and no party affiliated and Democrats to vote for me because I think a Democrat's going to – there's not one yet that has uh, – that they're going to run in my district as a Republican and myself, I think it's a pretty good chance that I'll at least make it to the primary. Now let's, let's get me in front of the independents, the no party yeah. affiliated people. And let's say, look, I'm not one of these uh, big government politicians. One of these guys going to give your taxpayer dollars to their well-connected uh, cronies. So, Sorry. I so, went on a little rant. Hell yeah. No, that's <laughs> damn right. So uh, Eric, <clears throat> in that time i really yep. do appreciate you sitting down with us man uh appreciate y'all i will give one last plug to eric parker for jacks.com go over there donate up to a thousand dollars and then create a fake alias and then donate another thousand have your spouse or family member donate also you know what i mean like I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'll send you a t-shirt if it's a donation over 20 bucks. I just got to have your address and I'll, and it should have a spot for email. I'll get in contact, ask what size you need. It might take a couple of weeks for you to put in an order for t-shirts, but, um, I'm not one to go asking for money. 999, I'm all for that. <laughs> he volunteers. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, let, let's get this thing moving, man. This Liberty movement's for real. Let's do it. Damn right. Changing the world. That's right. One last thing I want to plug that Eric uh, has agreed to be a part of. Um, And I've not talked to anybody else on the show about this, so I'm going to go ahead and plug it now. Uh, Will's over there like, holy shit. What the Uh fuck is going on? What's Drunk Bootleg going to reveal right now? What's he got for us? So, if you know a libertarian who is running for public office, have them reach out to the show. We have an endeavor that is going on that is probably going to end my life, and I may kill myself for trying to do this. Uh, Don't do that. But what? 
What I am looking to do is host a live election coverage for every libertarian that is running for office. Coast be awesome. to coast. Um, Mr. Eric Parker has signed up. Travis Johnson has signed up. Natalie Bruno, whose communications manager sucks ass, but she has <laughs> signed up. <laughs> That's Will Doherty. He's a, he's it's a true. Guy. I am running uh, for Oklahoma labor commissioner, by the way. Oh, there you go. That's what's up. That's new. Is that is, is this breaking news? It's not that breaking. I just haven't got anything started yet because it's not till next November. Uh, my goal is to get over 2.5% because that gives the Libertarian Party ballot access for another four years. Nice. Um, I okay. hope I don't win. I don't want to do the job, so God, I hope I don't win. But uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give yeah, him a run for their money. He's kidding people. He definitely wants to win, and he's excited he to, to be win. your next. Hey, I have some. I have some good ideas. I'm going to give them a run for their money. I've got this idea to basically uh, lower taxes for businesses based on the wages they give. So if they're paying their wages higher, we're going to decrease their taxes accordingly. So if they're paying people Whoa. better, they get lower taxes. Lower I taxes, like higher that. wages. That's, that's different. I like that. So we'll see how it goes. If you- if you know someone who's running for office, if it's county commission or yeah, county commission, city council, all the way up to Senate, U.S. Senate, U.S. House, uh, have them reach out, or I will uh, post the link on the webs on the, uh, the the podcast page on Facebook tonight and Facebook or and, and Twitter. Um, pass it around. Have them fill it out if they want to. Um, I want to start doing real news coverage of these elections. Um, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, all of these major news networks are covering their people. We're not covering ours. It is time that we change this. It is time the Libertarian Party gets the fucking respect that it deserves. And we need to start covering our candidates like a real fucking party. So if, if you are a candidate or you know someone who's a candidate, Pass the link along to them. Have them fill it out. It, it, it basically talks about just uploading a headshot. It talks about when is your election, what is your name, phone number, email. If we've not interviewed them yet, we will have them on the show. We want to have full coverage of the Libertarian Party and their candidates because we are not a party if we don't win elections. And we are winning. We, la- we won 54% of all elections last year. So we need to stop talking about it and start showing people. Damn right. Like, people, the biggest objection to the party is that we don't win. But if we can show them we win, and we can show them we're kicking ass and taking names, that that entire argument is out the window. If we're winning local elections, they can have the presidential election. If we own everything below the federal level, they've got no power. So pass along the link. Let's get this shit done, and let's be real fucking libertarians. Eric, I let's go. On that, sir. You are let's be real one too. <laughs> not the name of the show. Yeah, you're you're not a real libertarian. Uh, I've, actually, I've actually slacked the last few weeks. I've not called everybody that. Yeah, you have not. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I, that's why I love the name of the podcast. It caught my attention, and that's why I reached out to you guys. So we all hear that so much, so much, so much infighting in the party. And I mean, like you know, well, I'm hoping that as we grow, that we'll bring people in. But we, we got to be able to change their philosophy on 
Yeah. How authoritarian or how big do you need our government to be? And which way on that spectrum are you going authoritarian or libertarian? So I think that's yep. important. Damn right. Well, Eric, I appreciate you, sir. And uh, we'll see you on Clubhouse here in a few minutes. Yeah, how, Thanks for being on, man. Me a, how, y'all going to shoot me a link or something in uh, Messenger or something? How do I get there? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the invite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know how it works. But, hey, He's a virgin. You guys. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's been a blast, uh, and uh, I'll try and uh, connect you with the other two guys running in Jacksonville so y'all can link up. Absolutely. Hell yeah, Appreciate man. It, man. Thank you. Awesome. Take care, brother. Well, so let's do the, the final plugs, the the closeout segment, uh, the LP Veterans Caucus, Tennessee Radical Caucus, Tom for 52.com, that's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com, the Alaskan Raven, for all your meme needs. Jack Casey's books, there's three of them. Buy all three of them. Um, if you weren't there for the, the, the pregame party, uh, Brent Ritter said they're so heavy that the mailman gave up halfway across the yard and dropped them and said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Don't donate to Mr. Eric Parker at ericparkerforjack.com. Don't do more than $1,000. Uh, give your wife $1,000. Give your kid $1,000 and give your other kid $1,000. Donate $4,000. If you got more kids than that, donate more money. Uh, empty your entire bank account because that's the right thing to do. Uh, and Braxton Voorhees, uh, he may not be on the show next week because he said, I'm talking like an LNC future chair. <laughs> so uh, he, don't don't expect him on next Wednesday night. But Tuesday night, check out Not A Real News Broadcast where I cover the news and I get upset because we're still stupid as Americans. Um, and we still allow the government to do dumb shit like Leave Americans in Afghanistan. Seriously. And Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday night, Mr. Will, do you want to do Wednesday night? Yep. Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Central, we've got the Not A Real Veteran Podcast. Who do we have on next week? Hold on, let me check real quick. I don't know. On my show. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. I was just talking to Braxton about it. We've got Roland Spurbeck. Roland Spurbeck's going to be on next week. And uh, don't forget, follow the Oklahoma Libertarian Party. Follow Natalie Bruno, Libertarian for Oklahoma Governor. Go to electnataliebruno.com. And follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. That's all I got. And then Thursday night, join us. So next week is actually special. Like, super, super special. Uh, Thursday night, the... Oh, my, my, my wallet's over there. I don't have it. Me no has. But, yes, it is Janae LeBlanc from the RCLP. She had to cancel last week. Um, things happened. Life happens. Uh, yeah. I was also at the fair, and it had really shit signal. So, uh, I was running the booth, so it wasn't fun time. It's always work time. Uh, bootleg is uh, whipped by the party, and, yeah. But That's what's up. Whipped by the movement. By, yeah, whipped by the movement. Uh, she'll be on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time. And then a man who loves LARPing. And I've got the inside scoop on that. Mr. Sean Thorne. He is running for office in Alaska. But he loves LARPing. But he asked if we could specifically talk about guns. We'll talk about them after we talk about LARPing.
because this man has no idea what he's in for. He's actually a prior service vet, but uh, he's running for office first. He's a vet second. So we will have him on Thursday night, and then I will pass him on to Mr. Uh, Casting Couch Will. And by the way, I will not be on Clubhouse. I have an OKLP Zoom meeting right now, so you'll have to do it without me. But that's I won't be able to fight with any communists, unfortunately, but you can handle it. For those of you who missed it last night, Will went into a massive uh... – <laughs> Eric Parker – oh, you're coming back on. You got your headphones on. You were an MP in the Army? Yeah. Right, I got to get the F out of here. Seriously, though. I'm going to let you guys yeah. close the show this week. There's no such thing as a real libertarian. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you, bro. Especially when they used to be a cop. <laughs> so you were an MP in the Army? Yeah. Uh, so I was in the Army Reserves. Uh, I deployed to Iraq in uh, 2008, 2009. Um, and then I deployed to Gitmo in 2013. I was an MP in the Army. Uh, I was 31 Bravo. But hey, blue, if you blue lives matter, <laughs> if you want to hear more of me and Eric talking about being an MP, you have to go to Clubhouse and you have to check it out because the show is over. We're two minutes over, and there are other things going on in life. But Eric, I appreciate you. Uh, oh, guys, send me the link in uh, Messenger. However, however I do that, <laughs> uh, I'll send it to you, bro. All right. Thank you. There's no such thing as a real libertarian. Good night. And get drunk. <laughs>